to The Back of the Net, football podcast by football fans for football fans. We are semi-live. Back of the Net podcast, Uh, we're back after a minor technical error in the last episode. Um, Well, the fuck up really. It really, really was. I don't know what happened with the Skype connection, but it, it, the video just um, or the audio just didn't record. So, yeah. hey, hey ho, it's all a load of bollocks. It truly is. It truly is. Um, okay, today, uh, quick chat about the matches coming up in that, uh, during the week, Rob. But um, yeah. one thing we I want to start with is uh, the criticism of Mo Salah and Harry Kane with their penalty calls. Um, <laughs> Like I, I think okay, Mo Salah went to the ground quite easy, but it was a definite penalty. He, the man took the ankle from him, and Harry, Harry Kane one for me was a bit difficult. He seemed to fold himself up and let uh, let Lalana at him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Lalana nearly broke his neck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's a typical English media protecting their darling Barry Lane. Um, you know, he's just, he's like, he's their darling, he's their striker, he's the captain. Uh, nothing can happen to him. Same with Shear, same with Lineker. Uh, it'll, it'll be the same forevermore. Um, and just Mo, Mo Salah happens to be uh, black and Muslim. Um, he gets he gets targeted first. And you know what? Salah gets booted up and down the pitch, has players hanging off him. Yeah. And yeah, he got he got pushed or got kicked and he went down because that's the only way he's going to get a penalty. And um, for like, but the Salah incident, it was a penalty. Yeah, it was hundred percent. It was a penalty. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like your man kicked the kicked the kicked the legs off him, and they're saying, "Oh, he died." But sure, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah, because if he didn't go down, um, it would it wouldn't be a penalty. It'd be play on, and it would be a tackle from the defender, as opposed to Sally Lane, where he fucking just backs himself into uh, Adam Lalana. And all of a sudden, he's the one that gets the fucking penalty. It's arse, it's arse backwards. And then yeah. they try and ask, what was Marino about it? And he's like, talk about Chelsea, talk about Liverpool, talk about United. And then the journalist's like, well, no, you're the manager of Spurs. We want to talk about Spurs with you. So it's <laughs> typical Jose Marino deflection. Yeah, uh, English media. mentality. Yeah, English media protecting their, their darling striker. Um, so, and also, as well as that, um, targeting um, Mo Salah. Uh, with a hidden kind of xenophobic undertone to it, if you ask me, if I'm going to be yeah. brutally honest, I I, th- I think you're right. I, I actually thought it was quite distasteful uh, when I watched the match of the day back that they were all saying that oh it was very it was wrong and all that. But nothing was said about Harry Kane, and no. at at worst they're the very same. But Harry Kane's was soft. Oh, it was. It wasn't just soft, Ed. It was the it was the opposite. That yeah. was the opposite way it should have went. Yeah. It should have been a foul to to Brighton, and yeah. instead it was a fucking penalty to to Spurs. And, and 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 it's just the same thing with the British media. They do they protect their fucking darling players. Fucking Gary Lineker got booked, I think, twice or once in his career. Alan Shearer. Gary, Lin- Alan Gary Shearer, Lineker was never booked. Never booked. Do you remember never. Alan Shearer? Do you remember Alan Shearer? About fifteen years ago, he fucking booted the head of Neil Lennon. He nearly took a clean off. <laughs> and nothing happened. There was no repercussions. There was no record or anything like that. It yeah. moved on. Everyone, for, you know, forgot about it. It's probably a World Cup year. Um, so it's it's the same for it's the same for this time. It's, it's absolute bullshit. And 
it's like Mo Salah isn't the only fucking person who who goes down a little bit. I mean, Zaha gets targeted well. He just happens to be black and Nigerian. Salah happens to be fucking black and and a Muslim from Egypt. You know, yeah. it's it's you don't have to be that fucking smart to start kind of like joining the dots on this. No. And then and then it's people like Shearer and people like Murphy and people like Lineker coming out and having a go and 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 then not drawing any attention to Harry Kane. Xenophobia, no. it's fine. It, it definitely, it definitely, it definitely reeks a little bit of that. Um, you know, I would say that the the Mo Salah incident was, you know, about a hundred percent more a penalty than the Kane one. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how they defend it. It, it wasn't a fucking penalty. It, it really wasn't. You know, yeah. like Mo, Sa- Mo Salah. Yeah. The the only way Mo Salah was getting that penalty because it was a penalty. There was contact. It did disrupt him the only way he was getting that was by going down he has he has like six foot four lads on his back he's piggybacking them and he's staying up man is another case in point man gets absolutely sized down gets fucking kicked around the pitch stays up and then as soon as like something happens where he has to exaggerate the touch by going over oh my god he's a fucking diver and then did you see the the comments from the the editor tony casper's editor saying it's an absolute Disgrace! Nobby Styles died today, and this is a, a blight on his name. How can you draw a correlation between the two? But yeah, again, between a player that hadn't played in fucking forty-five years. It's a, it's a, it's the typical right-wing Brexit fucking uh, media that are that are pushing this agenda, um, and it's 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 fucking obvious, and it's really it's really fucking sinister. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's disgusting. Slipping more and more into. Uh, in, in what I can see, um, British um, sport. Yeah. So, good luck to them. But I, I didn't, I didn't like. I have to say now, I didn't like the way Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer and Danny Murphy uh, went on about it, and there wasn't a mention out, out of the Harry Kane incident on it. You know, it just. Yeah. It was. It was distasteful. I, I really. Three, three rich middle-aged British people. Yeah. Having an old, having a discussion. Fuck <laughs> yeah. off. So yeah, so that's you know that's my thoughts on it. I, I think yours are um, pretty much the same on that. Uh, next um, topic you uh, asked me to label was Everton are funny. They are funny. Go they ahead, tell me, tell me why they're funny. Oh, this whole top of the league. I mean, <laughs> Liverpool let them have the top of the league, kind of sneak in there, have their little moment. Little pat on the top of the head, go on. He pulled a little sneaky on you. (laughs) Pulled a little sneaky, little grab of the cheek, you know, oh, you little, you rascals. And then they just absolutely fucking plummet in their, in their, um, in their games. Like they're at, they're fucking so, so, they're so Everton. Ancelotti's going to get absolutely sick and tired of them. Um, They're, they're, they're they're never going to beat her. They're not going to make top four. They've spent more than Liverpool in the last uh, four to five years. Recouped fuck all and won fuck all, yeah, and and that's the way it's going to end for them. It's just the way it's going to end for them. That's uh, well, I kind of I I kind of just hoping it ends in a in a stream of bankruptcy for them. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not a far off shout though. Yeah, I think their owner has a lot of dough, doesn't he? He has a lot of money, Mashiri, but like as if he as long as he wants to stay, whatever. Yeah. Um, Ancelotti uh, is the one like one of the best managers in the world. Do you think he's going to stick around with them? They were fucking. Lucky that he said yes. 
yeah. they were lucky, you know. But also, I think it comes down to pre-season. I think they might have had a good pre-season, and they all seemed to be G'd up for it, and then a couple of things went their way, and then all of a sudden they had the draw at Liverpool, and their confidence just fell through the floor. Yeah. I think I think we're seeing Everton's level now. And um, uh, on an interesting side note to that, uh, Pickford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got dropped, didn't he, from the Dro- like that's him done then. If he, he if if Pickford can't get into a fucking awful Everton team, well, I won't say awful yet, but a, you know a disappointing Everton team, then he his career is done. He must have read Joe Hart, Joe Hart's autobiography and went, "Oh yeah, I'll do that then." <laughs> uh, that seems like a bit of crack. Uh, be England number one and just completely drop off the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh, he was he was never like there's like there's keepers out there, British keepers out there that are better than Pickford, better decision makers, better goalkeepers. Yeah, uh, we've, we've saying, discussed that we've discussed that before. You, yeah. you have Nick Pope and uh, what's his name at United? God Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson. Yeah. You know, there's better better keepers there. Yeah, and and I I, I don't know what Southgate is going to do uh, with the internationals that are coming up. It's not not going to give a shite uh, what they do, but um if he sticks with Pickford as number one, or if he goes on the Ancelotti route and just drops him, yeah. um, because just the, the mistakes he was making were extremely high profile and big, big, stupid mistakes. David yeah. James esque mistakes. David James esque uh, Liverpool career. Yeah, he kind of he, he got a bit better as he got older. To be fair to David James. Yeah, he didn't have no. John Scales and Phil Babb in front of him. That helped. <laughs> Yeah, so that's Everton. Everton being Everton. Yeah. There's not much more really to say on it, is there? No, not I really. Mean, only, only that they're not going to finish in the top four. They're not going to get Champions League. And, but like uh, all of a sudden now, Calvert-Lewin's goals have you know, slowed up. and Yeah, and then yeah. they'll end up losing. They'll lose Richarlison next year, possibly to Barcelona or something like that. Uh, he's going to want to move on. He's he's in, he's above Everton. He's, be, he's better than that level. And you think? Yeah, think he, he is. is. Oh, I think he is. I think he is. He was unlucky with um, he was unlucky. It's look, there, there's it's not a coincidence that since he was injured, Everton's form has dipped, and Calvert Lewin's goals have, have kind of sort of dried up a bit. The chances and the mm-hmm. creations have dried up. Rodriguez has become less and less important in the game. I think Richardson was holding that kind of right side together a bit. Um, I think he's kind of the driving force there in the midfield. Yeah. I do, I do. I think he, I think he was, he was creating so much space for Calvert Lewin. He was creating so much space for Rodriguez, um, that he's been noted by his absence with the with the performances and the results that they've had. So, I do, I don't see him staying for another year at all. I think, honestly, I think if Real Madrid or Barcelona weren't in the absolute financial, or Barcelona especially weren't in the financial mess that they're in right now, they would have, they would have picked them up last year. Yeah, I fully expect Barcelona and Real Madrid to be back on the books properly next year, uh, when some rich benefactor bails them out, like like what happened with Real Madrid. I don't know, was it ten or fifteen years ago when they went bankrupt? Well, nearly went bankrupt. Nearly, yeah. And they sold their training ground for you know a yeah. couple of million, and then someone donated it back, and I'm like, what a fucking jip. It's, it's, I mean, that's and and over there with like Zidane, Zidane's in trouble too. Um, yeah. With the Real with the Real Madrid performances, both in the league and in the Champions League, I mean he's hanging on too. Um, so just Pochettino yeah. must be just sitting down, stroking his cat, spinning Break. around in his chair like some sort of Bond villain right now, just saying, <laughs> which which job shall I pick? Like if like the next topic we were going to talk about was Man United anyway, but so we may as well just start now. If um 
if you were Pochettino, do you hold out and see if you can get the Real Madrid or Barcelona job? Or do you take the Man United job? Or do you hold out to see if Pep leaves and get the Man City job? Because I think that Man United job is a poison chalice. I really do. The amount of work that's going to be needed. Not one of them players on that team will be able to put in the level of work Maurizio Pochettino requires. Yeah, it's a different level of performance that Pochettino um, commands in his team. We saw that with Spurs, with the, the, uh, I suppose, not last year, but, but the last two years previous. Uh, how difficult Spurs were to break down, how difficult they were to beat, and how fucking how good Kane and Son um, were up front. So, I mean, if, I, I know if, if I was Pochettino, I'd look at the structures of the board. United's board is an absolute fucking mess. The transfer policy is a mess. Uh, they spent forty odd million on Van de Beek. He's on the bench. He's not playing. He's got Fred McTominay and fucking like that ahead of him. If yeah. you look at Barcelona, I, I think what he could, I don't know, but. I know that it's kind of weird with Pochettino because he has some sort of political allegiances too because he used to either play or yeah he used to play for Malaga or either he used, yeah he used to play for Malaga he's Argentinian Espanol, wasn't it? Espanol that's it Espanol yeah, which, which is which is which is a Barcelona club exactly so I think there's like political allegiances that would warrant him to go to one club more so than the other yeah. um, well maybe you know, maybe not Catalan yeah, that's that that area is extremely political. Football and politics are one and the same over there, and you can you can simply tell that by the board and by the um, the, the president, and, you know, the elections and stuff like that. So, I I think if I was him, I would look at the board of the clubs, and I think City's board possibly is the most sound and structured and well put together one. So yeah. I think if Pep leaves, I think Poch should go there. He should fucking leave United, but like just stay as far away from United as possible. I, I I wholeheartedly agree. I, I I I can't see Pochettino at United now. It doesn't mean it won't happen. It just I just don't see it. If you know what I mean, I I don't think he has any interest in that kind of a project. Do you think Do you think Pochettino would, if he was in the same situation that Pogba was putting in the performances, ninety million, one of the most famous players in the world, World Cup? Pochettino winner. wouldn't have him in the reserves. Absolutely, he wouldn't have him in the fucking squad. He'd be like out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he really yeah. would. Um. Look, while we're still on Man United there, I seen a statistic there the other day. It was about um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first 100 games. Oh. And I had a little uh, Instagram war with someone. And it, it, it was, he won more games in his first 100 games than Jurgen Klopp did. Yeah. And I said, and I said to him, I said to your man, I said, yeah, but he, he inherited a better squad than what Liverpool had when Klopp arrived. Absolutely. You know, he had, mm-hmm. he had hundreds of millions of pounds worth of players. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Mohamedou Sacco. Yeah. <laughs> Who's know? recently been recently been uh, cleared of um, taking banned substances. Yeah, have I don't think that, that would. Have, I, w- I don't think that would have changed the result in that European final in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Mourinho was playing regardless, so I yeah. think Mourinho was, was still there. He was still playing. So, yeah. um, so, but anyway, yeah. Go on. You were saying about. Um, yeah. So, like. He he was statistically better than Klopp in his first one hundred games, but like my my thought on that was that Klopp really inherited a shit show of a team. Mm-hmm. He 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 inherited a team with Fabio Barini, yeah, Mario Balotelli, yeah, you Balotelli. Know. Did you ever see Balotelli playing for Klopp? I could never. I, if you think back about if you think back about Balotelli is the most anti-Klopp player. Yeah. 
you can like, absolutely think of. Is it's... Klopp, Klopp's, first, Klopp's first job was to give him to another club. They didn't even yeah. take a transfer fee for him. Yep, yep. They, they, they took a £16 million hit on Mario yeah. Balotelli just to get him out of the club. And this is like a this is a board and a transfer policy that's worked for years, and they're willing to say, "Get this guy out." I mean, that, that's okay. pure Klopp. Klopp was that that was Klopp's um, uh, demand, his decision yeah. to say, "Look, I don't. No one's going to buy him. He's on too much of a high wage. Just get rid of him. Send him to France. That's it." Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, you, you're I, I, you're absolutely right. Um, Klopp and Herger are an extremely average team that are completely on the down. Yeah. Um, when in um, October when he took over, when Rodgers um, got, got got the sack, they were a terrible team, awful. Mm. Um, it was actually frightening because we're looking back, going back to the fucking White Hudson days of the way we were playing. But like, um, I th- I think if I recall, uh, Rodgers got sacked after a piss poor draw, whatever. Would I be right? Yeah, yeah. We we, sc- we scored in the last minute or something like that. It was a dour, terrible yeah. fucking Merseyside derby. And it just epitomised the absolute uh, decline that Liverpool were in since that um, the chase they had uh, in yeah. the previous season when they when they lost out. But uh, I think you're right. Like, Solskjaer has inherited one of the best goalkeepers in the world in the head. Okay, last two years he's been a bit iffy, but he's still one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Like he inherited a decent defence, although aging, uh, and a really good attacker. And shit, yeah, by, by spending more money on players, um, but in, and then inherited a pretty good uh, attacking lineup. Um, I, I think their attacking line, their attacking options are probably, you know, they're second to none really in, in the Premier League. You know, obviously with the obvious exceptions of Liverpool and possibly Chelsea, but you know what I mean. It, it's right up there. I think if you put if you put Anthony Martial into a Liverpool team, yeah. that guy is banging 20, 30 goals a season. Yeah. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. I think, I think Rashford. Now, while I don't think he'd fit into the Liverpool style of play, if you put him in, in with you know maybe Real Madrid or something like that, who you mm-hmm. tend to use big forwards, that guy's going to get you twenty, thirty goals a season. And what that would tell you is that these players are fantastic. Fernandez, Rashford, um, Bruno, Bruno uh, Fernandez makes anyone Fernandez. Forever. Yeah, yeah, Martial, and then you have Greenwood coming through. You've Cavani, who they got. Um, but what, what that goes to show you in the last few in the last few games that they can't win, which they haven't won at home this year, is that they don't know how to attack. Yeah, it's it's they're, they're all over the place. Did you see the game in the Champions League game? The defending um, was. I've never look, seen anything like it. I, no, I, did, I have. I, did, I have seen something like it. I've seen something like it in my school when I was sixteen. That's how you defend. Like you have one goal hatter up front. <laughs> no such thing as offside. And he just stands there. You go forward. He runs and he scores behind you. It was insane. Harry Maguire and Lindelof and even Wan Bissaka were fucking dreadful. Yeah. So, oh, I see Gareth Southgate defending uh, Harry Maguire. I mean, how many, how much more times are your managers going to have to defend you before you literally are playing in the Vauxhall Conference? Just, there's another fucking numpty fucking Gareth Southgate. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I swear to God, like it's defending Harry. Well, when they have to come out and defend the defenders. For bad defending, like that's where you're like, yeah, maybe we should look at other options here. And it's not as if they're short or centre back options. Um, like Connor Cody should be should be in that fucking um, England squad. He um, should, yeah. As a scout, he's, he's an amazing he, defender. He he's a, he's the fella who who left the Liverpool academy, yeah. dro- dropped down the leagues, low you know lowered the level he was playing at, and just has grown and grown and grown. Yeah. And he's the most. Dogged, determined defender. I, I would love to see him come back to Liverpool. 
I would too. I, I I just don't think he's the type of player right now because he's getting he's you know he's the, he's a captain at Wolves. Oh, I look, hundred percent. He's not going to sit on the bench. He, yeah, it's not going. He's not going to come back. But I'm just saying yeah. he's the kind of player that we need now that Virgil is out. Yeah, you know, hundred yeah. percent. That's another um, that's another thing to talk about as well is that our Liverpool are going to dive into the transfer market in January and start yeah. maybe exposing some um, some uh, trigger some clauses in some players yeah. and. Looks like Germany they're looking at. That seems to be looks at like Leipzig and Schalke, yeah, uh, Munchen Club. Like they're all looking at all these places for. Uh, well, the way the way you have to look at it now is okay. When Virgil Van Dijk gets back from this injury, he's going to be thirty years old. Okay, yeah. it's okay. It's a, it's a good age for a defender, but now's the time to be blooding his replacement. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, you know, get get him in a year or two before he moves on somewhere else because I think Virgil Van Dijk will move somewhere else. When his contract expires, he he might he will try and go to Brazil uh, to uh, Real or something like that. Um, well, uh, yeah, I think what's going to happen with Barcelona, especially with the change of presidency, is that, like you said, when the new president comes in and the money is what and the debt is wiped because it has to be wiped before the new president comes in, that's when the spending it'll be like Barcelona are back, and they'll yeah. start they'll start just picking out names of players in positions in different countries that sound good. It's basically what, what you do in FIFA career mode. Um, so they're going to start going, oh, Virgil van Dijk, let's buy him in midfield. Who do you want in midfield? Oh, who do you want in attack? Who do you want, like, you know, Sergio Aguero, whatever like that. So yeah. I think that's what's going to happen with Barcelona next year when the debt is wiped, um, is that they're going to start putting the feelers out for players. And the, the, only, the only good thing for Liverpool is that they don't, they're not in the same position they were when they sold Coutinho, um, no. when they sold, Li- when they sold Liverpool is a de- Liverpool is a destination club now. Yeah, it is. You know, the the prestige is back. It's it's up there with with Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man United. Now, you know, it, it is up there. And especially with no fans being in the stadium, the Premier League is even more. It, the, the number of the numbers of people that are watching are increasing because the football is way more entertaining. You know, because there's no atmosphere there, so people are watching the football for entertainment, and no one can yeah. say that at the start of this season that football in the Premier League has not been entertaining because. It has been insane. Every single week, you're like, like, what the fuck just happened there? You look at the top of the league there now and you have Liverpool, Leicester and Spurs. And, you know, everyone is just two dropped points away from not being top of the league anymore. (laughs) You know, it's tight as hell at the the top. I think the bottom bottom three is probably decided already. United United are 15th. Uh, yeah. But like, but there's like there's like if there's like four points or something between fifteenth yeah. and seventh or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it is. It's it's you know it's 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 going to be a city city season. Um, yeah. But going back going back to the original point that you were making about um, Klopp and his uh, Solskjaer's first hundred games and stuff like that. Like I, I think it was two days ago or a day ago, he got the vote of confidence where the board come out and say, oh, he's his job is safe and blah blah blah. Yeah, you literally uh, sent me a text message. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ollie just got the vote of confidence. I expect Pochettino <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something like that. There is and no it's so, way. It's so true. Yeah, and it's at a time he was given the, he was like, Pochettino was commentating on the game. He got the vote of confidence the day after. Pochettino's on Sky Sports declaring that I'm ready to come back. Uh, I've eaten all the pies in Argentina and I'm ready to come back to football. And that's where he is. And that's why he, and it's just, it's, it's not a coincidence. Now, I, I think he'd be mental to go to United. I think that'd be such a fucking mental move. But United still hold a prestige. They're still a huge club, very marketable. Oh. They've won trophies, huge history. 
but I just would have thought he would, and I, I just would have thought he would hold out for back for uh, the job in Spain, or even the City job because I can't see. Um, uh, like, if if Potts took over at United, okay, I think now okay. While I still think they have individually better players than when Klopp took over at Liverpool, mm-hmm. I think there's still probably four or five years of building there because he has to go. You, think, you really that, think that long? Four or five years. That's but that see it's not it's not a question of getting the players in it's getting the players fucking out. Yeah, and well, look, yeah, especially with when they did with Sanchez. Um, oh, yeah, and yeah, the transfer market is all over the place. So yeah, who yeah. you could be right. Yeah, four and four or five years to United. I mean, they're heading towards Liverpool in the nineties. If that's how oh. so long we're going to wait, because it's been what five six years now since David Moyes took over. Seven, seven years. years. Yeah, I think uh, so. They're already so. If you think about Liverpool '91, uh, where they last won the league, you then think of Liverpool '98, where they were shite throughout that whole fucking seven years. They're and United are United are entering that second kind of decade, nearly second kind of decade of yeah, pure shite, not winning anything. And they're and we've said it when Moyes took over and stuff like that. Oh, it'd be funny if they went through Liverpool, went through in the '90s. They're literally copying what Liverpool did. Yeah, it's but in it, yeah. Like verbatim, you know, the the structure at that club for years was far and away above everyone else. Oh, um, yeah. But now you look at Liverpool, you look at Chelsea, you look at Man City. They are the epitome of well-run clubs. Okay, Man City is easy because they have like an infinite bank balance. And yeah. Chelsea, to, a, to an extent, have an infinite bank balance. But Liverpool have done, have become champions of everything. And... They've done another fucking shoestring budget. I mean, it's just the epitome of a well-run club. You, you know? talk about you, you said it, Dave. You said the when you're talking about getting the, it's getting the players out yeah. as a, as well as getting the players in. Liverpool's ability to sell players and not just sell them, but to recoup money like what they did with Solanke and I yeah. and Smith and um, Benteke it is and Sacco. And how, we, how how did we get thirty million for for Benteke when he was shocking? Like we, we took a two million pound loss on Benteke. That's insane. Yeah. We know. should have took a twenty two million pound hit on him. Yeah, and like Liverpool's policy has been absolutely flawless, and United are trying to follow it in a way, but they're absolutely got the wrong people involved in what they're doing. They yeah. don't have any trust in the manager to make the calls and buying the players. The forty million on Van der Beek, I don't think that was a Solskjaer signing. I think that was just the fucking the board or the scouts having an I agreement. See, did you see United published their their latest accounts there a while back ago? And after lot uh, after um, taxes and all that bollocks, they made a twenty one million pound loss. Okay, yeah. and the gla- the Glazers took out a twenty one million pound dividend for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing for for real, I suppose, United fans that that, that focus upon the um, the ownership and always had the gla- anti Glazers Glazers out because all they're doing is servicing the debt. Yeah. Um, they th- that's that was one of the things. Are they going to take a dividend? Are they going to take uh, money out of the club at a time where the club is bleeding? There's no fans in there. There's difficult ways to make money, and they did. They went. The Glazers went ahead and said, "Fuck this, we're taking money out." Yeah. So there, that's the owners that they have, and. Like, I, like, not as if I feel sorry for them or anything like that, but why would you want to, as Pochettino? Why would you want to go into a club 
that are seriously that, that have been mismanaging their transfer policy for the last eight, eight years. But like, do you think the way United is being run currently? Okay, they've increased their debt. I think their debt is up to six hundred million euros now. You know, so you know you're heading towards the three quarters of a billion in debt. Um, is there the possibility that United could be left as a husk and you know unable to pay their capital back? Because if their on on field performances don't, you know, pick up, are they are they one of the clubs you know like Liverpool who have the fans to sustain their spending? You know, like Liverpool went through thirty years of playing rubbish. And, you know, we were still competing at the top of the Financial Fair Play Awards every year because their fan base was so huge. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't think, I don't think United will be... I, Liverpool, when Liverpool were going through it at that time, there wasn't as much money to be made as there, as there is now. And there wasn't as many ways to make money back then as there is now. And there wasn't many, many, many ways to make yourself international, an international brand of yourself as there is now. So I think United are actually going to be okay. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a husk. I don't think they're going to um, be running to the ground. I think what the Glazers are going to do is suck every single bit of money out of that club, leave a huge debt, and then it's going to be up to uh, an oil state nation or an oligarch or someone else like that to come into United or an Asian capital firm to come into United and either service the debt or buy out the club. And yeah. th- that's honestly where I see it going. I, I, United are still a huge club and they're extremely marketable. And I, I don't, I don't see it happening. But I can't see Solskjaer. And the funny thing is, it's like even last year, the whole debate last year was like, I can't see Solskjaer lasting by December. Can't see him lasting by April. Can't see him lasting the season. Can't see him lasting pre-season. And he's yeah. still fucking there. And they're not. They're still fucking shite. Um, I, I, I personally I personally think now if United were capable of getting Pochettino, I think Ole would be gone already. United will throw the absolute kitchen sink at Pochettino. They will say, yeah. here's 40 million a year, uh, all these bonuses, all this, and then they'll give him a kitty, they'll say, oh, here's 250 million. But it's like you said, they still have Pogba. They, they still have a bloated squad with extremely yeah. high wages. Um, like, I, I, I just mean, when I when I mean that, it's the players that have to get out. I mean, if Pochettino goes in there, every club knows that all them players are going to be surplus to requirements. So they ain't going to get yeah. the money for them. Yeah, yeah. and also, you know? they also know they also know they're going to be desperate to replace them. So yeah. there's going to be an inflated transfer value for any players that United yeah. are in for. Like so they get, they'll get no ma- money for selling players, and they'll get no. absolutely raped on the on the purchase. Yeah, and I think that's where clubs like Liverpool and Chelsea are in a healthier situation. Um, it seems like with their transfer policy, both Liverpool and Chelsea over the summer, was they just went about and did their business and got their players, and that was it. Yeah. They didn't seem to be like ongoing negotiations as there is with United, where like with Sancho, where they won't meet the asking price, but they'll go and add add-ons and stuff like that. And Dortmund are like, no, we want this much money. Or else nothing, and United just have the worst team in place yeah. to to negotiate. Um, they're they're completely incompetent, and like I said, like I'm not feeling sorry for them or anything like that. Um, but I I just think that going back to your original question about it, I think Pochettino would be fucking insane to go there at, the, at yeah. this time. I I think you're right. I I think I think about I think I think he deserves a better project than that. Yeah, he, well, he does. No. He's a work. He's a, he's an absolute class manager, and I think myself it'll be either City or it'll be in Spain. 
That's yeah, like... I, I, I think you're right. I don't look. We could be wrong. I, I don't get a feeling. Do you know when you kind of? It's been uh, known to happen, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> but do you know when you kind of have a feeling? I can't see him on a unite in a United dugout. Yeah. But look, then again, money talks, doesn't it? You know, if it's United so offer him does. some stupid fucking money, and look, let's face it, United need to get rid of Solskjaer. There, there is no if buts and maybes about it. You know, um, I think the only good thing for United is that Solskjaer is the cheapest option they have. He's just so cheap. Yeah. Um, Alex probably... Ferguson must be spinning in his grave. <laughs> room for you, Mr. Ferguson isn't dead, isn't dead yet, Dave. What? But, uh... Oh, he's just dead. He's just, <laughs> he just dead to he just... me. He just he just lies in a coffin, uh, in in Aberdeen, <laughs> in a mansion in Aberdeen in the hills. Why did I Drinking. fucking recommend David Moyes? <sighs> to be fair to David Moyes, okay, he's an absolute rubbish manager, but he didn't get enough time at, at United. No, you he know? didn't. He should have. No, he didn't. He should have continued because we'd be still whipping their arms today <laughs> if he fucking was still manager. Uh, did you did you see the statistic on David Moyes or something like that? Eighteen. Games at Anfield, he's never taken a point, <laughs> or he's something like that. He's never won. He's never did you won. See the other, did you see the other statistics on David Moyes? That he looks like a seventy-five thousand-year-old ice mummy. Absolutely, he's clinically dead. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. He's just like a ghost. He just breezes in, gets some tactical instruction, lump it up to Ferguson, and then he just fucks off. Big, big dunk. Big dunk. <laughs> big bag dunk. Anyway, look. While we're talking about transfer policy. Uh, a little switcheroo here to uh, Liverpool's business. Uh, Diogo Jota. Diogo. Now, we we all knew he was a decent player at Wolves, yeah. but this guy has stepped up a level. And what have we paid for him? Forty-five million or something like yeah. that. This guy has seriously, seriously given Klopp some questions to answer. And like no, yeah. none of us as Liverpool fans want to see Bobby Firmino drop from the team. No one, no, because we love him. But by Jesus, if if Diogo Jota keeps putting them in, he, you know, he's going to have to. I I don't even think he has to keep putting them in. I think he's put enough in to start. Yeah, I think I think he's put enough in to start. Dave, you said at start of the season, if or not start of the season, but into the season, Firmino, he's a forward. We love him. He he's part of the. And I said it to you. Okay, he's part of the press. He's part of the game. It's where it starts. But he's a fucking forward. He needs to get some goals. And the last few performances, even besides the goals, he's had really poor performances. Yeah. On the other hand, Jota has just been... I mean, I'm, I'm going to shock you here, Dave. I think Klopp knows what he's doing. I, I, I begin to agree with you. I really do. <laughs> um, I, think he, I, I think he may know what he's doing. He like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if any other team was scouting him because the deal just seemed to have been done. And that's I what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I didn't. You. I didn't hear. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go on. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying previously about like that. Just seems to happen with Liverpool now. They yeah. don't get entangled in. Like they didn't go for Werner. Werner's bio clause was too much. He asked for too much wages. Dead in the water. Move away. Who do we want? Yeah. Jota. Let's go and buy him. Bought him yeah. in the team. Fantastic. It's just an amazing way of doing business. There's no like he wants them. It seems like he wants them in the squad straight away. So he or even on the training ground straight away to get him get those players uh, built into his philosophy this is what we do Yeah, I mean he Jota when he saw him playing for Wolves yeah, he was a good player he was a winger he was, you know Wolves were a really exciting team 
but I didn't see him as like challenging Bobby Firmino for a fucking starting place. No, and, and, and this this is what I'm saying. I mean, whatever it is, Jurgen Klopp. Okay, if Jurgen Klopp eventually decides to move on, we just we need to keep him there in the scouting department or something because <laughs> consult. Yeah, like yeah. he. I remember when Jurgen Klopp came in, he was talking about the Liverpool transfer committee. And his only, he says, we can talk about players all you want, he said, but I have first and last approval. Yeah. He said, so if you tell me this player and I say no, I mean no. But isn't it so... If if I say yes, then that's fine. It's my decision. Isn't it so interesting where, you know, we watch watch Wolves last season, we we saw Jota last season, and the thing for us that stood out for the Wolves was that amateur aura, or our Jimenez. But when Klopp and the scouts watch it, they're like, Oh, hang on a second, Jota can do this, and yeah. they're not even looking at Traore, and they're not even looking at Jimenez. They're looking at Jota, and it's it's an amazing insight into what, as just like normal, just you know, we love football, just watching football, but actual yeah. professional professional people within football who know what they're doing can see that you can't see, and then put it to work and be so successful with it. So, like going back, Dave, yeah, Jota is already challenged for me, you know, and he's won. He should be starting. And he should be yeah. starting against. I'd have, I'd have him starting against City. I'd have him right up there, fucking making runs, um, beyond Salah and Mane. I would definitely have him in there. Like, and then bring, and, and then and bring, and to have for me a, a player like for me on the bench to come yeah. on, fantastic. Like this, this can go two ways now for Firmino. This can either he'll sink into oblivion or he'll stand up and you know push. Yeah. Uh, Look, I hope it's the latter. I hope he pushes hard because I absolutely love what he brings to the Liverpool team. I think Klopp Klopp was right for the last three years. You know, if it wasn't for Firmino linking up the other two, you know, we wouldn't have been where we were. Yeah, but no, I I think I think Firmino would would stand and fight. I mean, nothing on the pitch would uh, would would say anything uh, to the contrary at all. He's he's a fighter. He's a backer. He puts his body on the line. He sacrifices himself, and I think that because Liverpool conditions um, and with his kind of drop in form, it was inevitable. If Jota stepped up, that Jota would get in there. There's now obviously we can't predict what Klopp is going to do on Sunday, and like I said before, we're not like he's he's on a he's on a an arc above everyone else in relation to football right now. So if he decides to go with Firmino, I'd be like, yep. Yeah, that's fine. He obviously saw something. He obviously knows his, the game plan is going to be different. Whatever like that, he's going for me on. And if he goes with Jota, great. All I'm saying is that based upon his performances, he deserves that starting spot um, ahead of ahead of Bobby right now. Yeah, I I, th- I think you're right. Um, I, I think you're right. I, I said I don't think me and you have earned the. Yeah. the the, the right to criticise how Klopp picks his squad because you know he's been pretty much faultless I think you know yeah um, you know so who who are we who are we to argue you know what what, what yeah. options e- either way if you have if you have Firmino on the bench or you have Jota on the bench what options to bring on holy mother and especially against um, City at the weekend yeah uh, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing option to have something that we haven't had. In the front three for a long time, and and I have to be honest with you, it was nice to see Shakiri, um, play last week and provide one of the passes of the season so yeah. far. I, again, it was just he was given he was given something different, something that we don't have. Yeah, and it's yeah. I, I forgot about him, and I forgot about Shakiri, and you know I'm not gonna lie to you, I forgot about Chamberlain. 
Like yeah. Chamberlain still has to come back and I is, is he is, injured again, is he? I didn't even know that. I, I think he is injured. I think um Shakiri was injured. Uh yeah. so although Van Dyke isn't coming back, Fabinho has to come back as well. So I think Liverpool are in good stead. And I think uh, in relation to like the top four challengers, I think Chelsea might be closer to challenging Liverpool for the title than even Man City at the moment. Especially yeah, if City I, lose at the weekend. I think you're right and it's a, a good segue into the next part of it. That we were, um, Chelsea's defence seems to be looking a lot better. Um, yeah. Especially since the signing of Mendy. Yeah. You know, um, poor Kepa, I mean, he... He what eighty million for a goalkeeper, and he's awful. And, you know, I don't, I don't ever, see, I don't ever see Kepa reaching that height. Oh, well, know? it's because they've they've bought Edward Mendy for twenty or thirty million, and he looks every bit of world class goalie. Yeah, it it doesn't look good for um, Kepa, but also doesn't look good for the bank balance of uh, Chelsea. And I know they have like a billionaire uh, uh, owner, but uh, to buy a keeper for eighty million. Um, you ain't getting that back, love. <laughs> you're gonna have to take. You're gonna have to take a serious hit on that. But I'll tell you how good Mendy is, Dave. I'll tell you how good he is now. <laughs> Mendy's so good that I put him into my fantasy football team. Holy now, if that's not a, and I currently lie, seven thousand five hundred and two. Wow. In my fantasy team. Now I'm telling you now. If I don't know anything about football, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sister's nun. Well, all I can say to that is, now that you've put him into your fantasy football team, he is about to become the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League and start shipping goals at a rate of seven. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Dave, I have form for that. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. But, it would not but, be the first like, time. But seriously, I mean, Frank Lampard aside, who I wouldn't piss on if he was on fire, um, Chelsea looks strong at the back now. They haven't conceded in a few games. Yeah. It's the complete opposite of last year. And uh, I think you touched on this in another podcast um, with Liverpool when uh, Alisson was missing, is the confidence in the back four with a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, decision-making gets easier yeah. for central defenders when um, the keeper is reliable, when you have confidence, because anything goes behind, you hear a shout, or you know the keeper's going to be in a certain position. You know they're good with their feet. You you know they're organised. They'll shout with you, tell you where to be because they can see the game behind you and ahead of you. So yeah. um, I think that's why uh, why Liverpool's defence is so good and Allison is so is such a huge part of it. And I think that's where maybe Mendy is. I'd never heard of Mendy before Chelsea were linked with him. Um, no, no, me either. But, but like, what what a signing he's turned out to be. Yeah, and you know, fair play to Chelsea scouting department for coming and finding him. Uh, he's doing a really good job. I I will kind of put a little asterisk beside the teams that Chelsea have been playing and not conceding against. Caveat. Apart from, apart, yeah, caveat like apart from maybe Sevilla, uh, they haven't been the like highest caliber teams. So maybe against you know uh, against well they played Liverpool and they conceded, um, but maybe like further on the season when we get into it and maybe further into the Champions League when the teams. Uh, are a bit better. We'll we'll see the defense tested, but you know what? They've dropped Kante back into the deep line midfield role, that defensive midfield role, which is what earned them one of the best players in the world in that position. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's up there, Fabinho. So that helps too, playing him in his right position, dropping out Jorginho helps too. And then obviously up front, uh, they have uh, Zayic, who's doing really well. Werner seems to be fucking really kind of 
turning into the pair that Liverpool wanted to buy. Um, so I, I honestly do. Chelsea have a strong team and a strong bench, so I can see them, and they seem to be more cohesive than Man City. Yeah. Um, and if Frank Lampard wasn't their manager, I would be kind of complimenting them right now, but because he's such a wanker, the two I can't. <laughs> he really is a horrible bastard, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he's a nice guy but like Louis Walsh he's an awful awful man <laughs> but unlike Louis Walsh he's not an unconvincing bachelor he's not an unconvincing bachelor at all and, uh, yeah uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah okay so look all that is left to do on uh, the pod today is a uh, quick few score predictions for next week or for this week let's have a bit of crack with it Okay, right. Let's start with what will be a truly exciting game. Brighton versus Burnley. Mind blown. Um, <laughs> this is going to be such a good match. I haven't seen Burnley on the score sheet. <laughs> I haven't seen any Burnley players score recently. I, th- I, I think have Burnley have scored one goal or something this year. I, this I've, seen, I've seen Brighton score goals. That's all I can go with. So I'm going to go with Brighton. Um, yeah. I'm going to go. Is it is Brighton at home? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 2-0 to Brighton. Yeah, I, I'm, going, I'm going to echo that. I'm definitely going 2-0 on that one for sure. And hopefully that young little Irish lad Aaron Connolly gets on the score sheet. Yeah, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. But you have the Brighton also have that, uh, what's his name? That, uh, the little small fella. The we little small fella? Yeah, we, we talked about him on the podcast before, I can't even remember his name. Oh, I thought he's injured, isn't he? Is he injured, is he? I don't know. He was you injured. know, what, what's his name? He's a he is the left isn't he a left back or something like that? Tiny little lad, whip it. He's so quick. Yeah, uh, Lampy, Lampy, Lampy. That's the fella. Yeah, good, yeah. A good Irish fella. She, she yeah, there we Right, okay. Uh, Southampton versus Newcastle. North versus South. Southampton. Oh, actually no. Ings is out. Yeah, so Southampton won't score. Well, more unless, unless they get a free kick. Yeah, did you see how he takes free kicks? War oh, Jesus Christ! Fucking contorts. He's like he, he crumples himself over like fucking <laughs> the hunchback of Notre Dame, and with David Beckham's right foot, it's so weird. Um, you could have said I, he falls like origami. Ah, oh, David. Well, I missed it, so I can't yeah. do it anymore. Damn it! Oh, great. Thanks, Obama. Um, yeah. So um, I just remember uh, the scores don't really matter. One thing we've learned from Trump this week is if you're with, if you're if you're behind, you can just call to stop play and, and you win. Jose Marino for Spurs. Harry Kane knocks in a penalty. It's, it's over. It's over. Hold on. Yeah. Blow it up. Blow it up. We're done. We're done. <laughs> oh, what a fucking shit show! Uh, oh God, let's not go there. Um. I'm going to go with Southampton, even though Ings isn't playing. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to, actually, do you know what, Dave? I'm, I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to flip-flop. I'm going to go with Newcastle, and I'm going to go with a 2-0 to Newcastle. 2-0 to Newcastle. Oh, Why aren't you giving your score predictions on this? Come on. I did. I said the, the other one, the Brighton one was 2-0. The, my one here now, I'm going to go Southampton, Newcastle. Southampton, Newcastle. I'm going to go 1-1 on this, because Newcastle one, can't one. win a game. All right. Uh, well, 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 it's well worth the fourteen euros uh, subscription to the uh, Sky <laughs> pay per view. That one. No one is taking that up. I seen the figures on it the other day. It's a calamity. Um, 
Right, so here, next game is uh, Blue Wankers versus Red Wankers. Oh, Lord. Okay, so everything against United. Yeah. Uh, that, that, was, that was good code, Dave. That was good code. You should have been a wind talker in, in, in World War Two in Vietnam. Um, <laughs> we kind of cracked this code. Blue Wankers versus the Red Wankers. Um, what, what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> I will. I'm gonna go with the Red Wankers, and I think they will. Uh, if Richarlison isn't playing, I think they're gonna win quite comfortably. I think it could be like a three-one or something like that. I think Everett might get, I might get an old spanking. Okay. By United, I think so. And again, I'm gonna go with the fact that they lost over in Turkey. Uh, Solskjaer's under pressure. And you know you'd have this weird thing of playing like dog shit against one team one week, and then like fucking plowing through a team the next week. So I'm gonna go United three one. I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go two 0 to United on this one. Okay. Uh, again, just no reason. <laughs> to be honest, which you I don't going... give you don't give any reasons to your score predictions. No, I just kind of because I... I give reasons to my score predictions, and then when they're completely fucking wrong, I come out looking like an asshole. I, I, I just pick, <laughs> I just pick what I feel from the heart. That's all. <laughs> oh, Dave, you always were romantic, weren't you? you I sure was. I sure was. Uh, right, your team, Crystal Palace versus Leeds United. Crystal Palace versus Leeds. This has the potential for a lot of goals. Um, <laughs> it certainly does. So, and I hope two it, teams I, who I, can't I, really defend for shit. Don't have no interest in it, really. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go three-three. High score and draw. Yeah, I'm going for high score and draw. Um, okay. Roy Hodgson will be carted off in a coffin. <laughs> I'm going to go. I have for this one. I am going to go. What do I think here? I'm going to go for a three-one win to Leeds. Okay. Um, just because, why not? Uh, Dave, you don't have to give any reasons for anything anymore. Yeah. You basically no. are you're basically living Trump's life. Yeah. You have, you have yeah. to give any reason or consequences to anything. Not at all. And 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 if if after the after the games at the weekend I'm wrong, I'll just change yeah. my mind and tell them that everyone else was wrong. Absolutely. There yeah. you go. Shoot yeah. from your hip, babe. It's always been your style. <laughs> um, West Ham, Fulham, boo. West Ham, Fulham, Jesus. Uh, I, look, I'll do my one first here. Yeah, 3 0 to West Ham. <laughs> yep. Watch it be wrong, though. What? Watch it be wrong. Yeah, watch Fulham win 7 0 I mean, or something. Yeah, the the expectancy is that West Ham are going to win, uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go West Ham because Fulham are dog shit. So uh, I'm going to go West Ham. You said three nil. I I go I go four nil. I go four. Maybe then they might lump a few goals in there. Like you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to go four nil. One up me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, the next game is. Uh, West Brom versus Spurs. How many will Spurs win by? Spurs. Spurs, Spursy, Spurs. Getting all Spursy with Candy Kane up front. Although this is the uh, kind of game Spurs will lose. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it would be the Spurs thing to do. I mean, it, it, I'd appreciate it if they did get all Spursy on it. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to have to go with Spurs on this. Uh, they're slowly becoming one of my favourite teams. <gasps> money joking, I'm money joking. 
Um, Thanks, you loved that documentary. You got a hard <laughs> on from radio. Oh, you're raging. Big throbbing trombone. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Spurs and I'm with like 6 0. Spanky spank. Spanky spank Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go 3 0 on that one to Spurs. Okay. All right. Uh, so you go 6 and I do. 3-0 uh, oh, this, uh, this could be a good game Leicester Wolves That will be a good game uh, mm. I can see goals in that So I'm going to go nil all <laughs> You're doing what I do now Just going the exact yep. opposite Of what your gut yeah. tells you Yeah my, my gut tells me oh, If I go my goals in that Rob It's going to be a shit show It's going to be 0-0 I'm just going Zero to go. Zero. I'm going to go a hopeful punt on this because Leicester are right behind us in the league table. So I'm going to go for two nil to Wolves. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Even even though I I think Leicester will win the game, I just got to go yeah. two nil. Hopeful thinking. Right. Um, Man City pool. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Liverpool versus Manchester City. I'm going to go Liverpool, and yeah. I'm going to go four one. Ooh. That is a big, big margin. Um, she's the I for this is just a tough one to call. I think just based it on current league form, this is what I'm actually going to think about. Um, I, I'm going to put Liverpool down for a two-one win on this one. Okay. I don't think it's going to be too. Yes, conservative. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it could go either way. To be perfectly honest, it really could. Um, yeah. Arsenal versus Villa. Arsenal versus Villa. Uh, Arsenal versus Villa. I'm going to go with Arsenal. Um, I'm going to see Aubameyang maybe get up there into the score sheet. That lad that they have in midfield, Lamptey, seems like he's a good old, he's a good find. Party. Uh, party. What, who did I say? Lamptey? You said Lamptey. It's a Lamptey party. I'm going to go with Arsenal and I'm going to, they're going to concede because they're Arsenal so I'm going to go with a uh, 3-2 two, Arsenal 3-2 two to Arsenal Okay and Villa Okay they've had a little bit of a, a Upset lately But I'm going to go For 2-0 to Villa <laughs> Okay Yeah I say, I yeah. told you I, I don't base anything on form I just go with my gut Because When when I think about how the form is I get them wrong So if I just go with yeah. my gut I just, I'll still get them wrong But you know Who cares It's a bit more fun Absolutely <laughs> Okay That's um that concludes uh, this episode of Back of the Net. Um, Rob, I will talk to you same time, same place next week. All right. Sounds good, man. Have a good yeah. one. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Take care.